you like love? Are you an night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join us on Saturday nights at 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And please remember, love everybody. And welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us for another adventure through some late night love. A place where all the night owls and the... I don't want to say lonely, but those who are looking for more connection in their lives, looking for directions, the wrong words. I'm just got wrong words all in my head today, my love. Well, that's okay. We'll <laughs> muddle through. We always do. <laughs> well, that's not quite the right word. That's not quite the right I'm just a little off. It's been that kind of a week. It's been that kind of a week. Well, things are things are ramping up around here. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and not just in our lives and everybody else's And everybody lives. else's in we the world sure at large. It's, it's kind of a crazy time, and this is... We try to be a place of sanity and positivity, even when we discuss difficult subjects. We do have a question for the day, but before we get to the new question of the day, you can visit us at latenightlove.us. If you want to leave us a message to have us answer on the air, you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash latenightlove. You can send me a message on Twitter at Jazzrack. Yeah, let's get that one. There you go. At Jazzrack. That's your Twitter one. If you want to contact Miss Lovinator over there on her laptop, you're going to have to use the email address at love at latenightlove.us. She's got access to the email address over there, even though she doesn't know it. No, I don't know it. Yeah, but it's all right. But you do. Sweet. <laughs> you're the only one who actually has access to that email address anytime I need I can't that. wait to hear from somebody. So so if you want to contact a Lovinator, you can send an email at love at latenightlove.us. You want to contact you can contact me as well, but it'll go through her. If you want to contact me, you can contact me at Jazzrack on uh, Twitter. You can send us a message here at Facebook or our YouTube page. Just send a message to us through that. And all the various means. You guys are smart. You don't need to tell us how to do all that. So, as we move through the day, move through our program here. There we go. I will put that one up. So, there was a question popped up on the Facebook timeline this week. We thought yes. it was a good question for us to kind of pose to the audience and see maybe if we have some responses for us. I think it might be fun to read or fun to talk about, read and maybe talk about in future shows. So, if you were isolated for 14 days, would you be happy with your own company? With my own company and no company at all? Just you and whatever you happen to have. Let's assume electricity but no internet. So you've got whatever's on your hard drive. and Whatever you've well, got. Well, I need my books. Whatever you've got available so it's like in your house it's that over available you got enough yes, food I have my books. I got enough food you know I've they've dropped off a, a you know a pallet of Dr. Pepper for me you know that type of thing 
I got everything I'll need. <laughs> you got everything you need for, for 14 days. You with no internet for 14 days? Well, as long as I have access to everything in, that I already currently have, I'd be fine. Okay. As long as you, you, know, you take away like electricity or something. And then you'd have to put me in a mountain or some someplace where I can just kind of, I could still do it. It's just, I couldn't do it in a city, in the house without, the, but if I was like in a cabin in the woods or something and isolated for 14 days, yeah, oh yeah, I could do it. I wouldn't even need like a book or anything. I'd sleep for three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you do every time we go camping. <laughs> so I just sleep for three days. So that's, there's, you got a chunk of it out the way right there. You know? <laughs> so that's like 10 days, you know, it's like 10 days by myself. That's, you know, uh, we'll figure it out. I can always meditate and, you know, lose six hours. So that's not a problem. You can lose six hours? Yeah. Dang. Well, yeah, until you start getting sore. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. Well, I haven't done it in a long time because I don't have six hours to do it, to give. But and I probably it would have to build back up to it. But I used to, okay, let me rephrase that. I used to be able to lose six hours. Now I've gone all zen on a project and lost time. Well, I've got a loose sense of thing to time too. So, and that was before the head injury. I bet you now I could I could lose all kinds of time because I can lose time now anyway. So uh -huh. anyway, so I guess that's the question: Would you be happy with your own company? But yeah, I could if I had access to the stuff in the house. You know, a handful of games that I've got a library of of documentaries to watch. I could just rewatch again. And yeah, I could do it. It wouldn't be that hard. I'd get stuff done, maybe. But, or I may just lay about and do nothing for two weeks. It's entirely possible I'd do that too. Hibernate. Yeah. Hibernate. That yeah, was the last time I got to do nothing for two weeks. So. Well, two years ago, technically. Two years ago. Yes. So, yeah. So, what about you? As long as I had my books, I would be okay. I would like to have the internet. I, I, I'm in contact with my, with my girls I think on a daily basis, you'd have a tougher time than you. I'd have a tougher time not being in contact yeah, with family. A, I'd have a hard time with that. Yeah, you'd have a hard, harder time than I would. After about four days, you'd be Johnson for contact. Yes, I would. I'm yes, not I would. Sure you could make two weeks, but I could survive with. Um, James Harriet, All Creatures Great and Small, my favorite set of series of books. If I had YouTube, I'd tough it out. I'd tough it out. Yeah, but if you had YouTube, then you could contact the outside world. And then you, so that's why you had to isolate it. Isolate. You, it, you said, the, I, it said isolated. It, it said know, isolated. And if you've got YouTube, it means you've had access to your kids because your kids it have access to the freaking Facebook. It didn't say you didn't have internet. It said isolated. But if you're not, if that's, you have the that's internet. That's isolated. But if you have internet, you can talk to anybody in the freaking world. So you're not isolated. So are you isolated in your house? Or are you isolated in this mythical cabin? Yeah, well, it's a house, a cabin. However you isolate yourself, you can pick, 
pick one. Isolate from from the world. From world. Yeah, yeah, you have no, to be bubble I, boy for two weeks. No, no, no. I'd have a tough time with it. I'd have a tough time with it. See, I could be bubble boy for two weeks. I, you could be bubble boy. <laughs> That's I, the, I can't imagine a day without you. Well, maybe not, but I could be bubble boy for two weeks because I, you'd be there when I got out. Yeah, I would. See, so it'd be fine. Uh, I, I can be bubble boy for two weeks. Uh, not talk to you for two weeks? You know where I was. Can I send you notes? No, I'm isolated. Well, this is, I don't like this. Well, that didn't ask about the other people in your life. It just asked about you. It didn't ask about the a potential repercussions. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to do to people? Give us aneurysms over here? You're worrying about a, a hypothetical question that doesn't, can't happen. This is what I have to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. This is <laughs> You're the one that asked the question. Well, <laughs> I'm the one that asked the question, Great. I'm just asking if you'd be happy. So what would it take for an average person? See, I don't know. There's no such thing as an average person on this. But if I had internet, if I could do send my messages, then I'd be cool. Yeah, but then you're not isolated. You just Yes, I am. I'm in I'm I'm isolated in my house. No one can come and see me. I can't see my grandchildren. Oh my god. Having the internet's not isolated. That doesn't count. You have to have cut off from the outside world. Got everything you need. Well, I didn't have internets at one point in time in yeah. my life, so I imagine I could do it again. I survived my childhood. I imagine I mean, I'd we, survive it again. I, mean, I remember rotary phones. So come on, this you know rotary phones used to be high tech, and, and you know okay, it I'm was, the end of that. There was nothing like slamming down that phone. Yeah, there's no, yeah. If you slam down your phone now, you're gonna break your screen unless you've got one like I. That's right. <laughs> All you gotta do is break it now. You don't need to <laughs> slam down your phone. You just have to go buy another phone. <laughs> no wonder everybody's so mad. You don't get to slam down. You don't get to slam down your phone, man. <laughs> so is that why everybody's mad? <laughs> One of the world's all pissed off. Uh, there's, no, there's no vent. When they, there's no vent. You just get to send an emoji, a frown emoji, or a angry emoji. There's no satisfaction in that. No. Yeah. yeah. If there's a satisfaction slamming down your phone, no one really cares because they slam down theirs at the same time. And, and you didn't break anything, but it gave a good solid screaming. It did. It was very satisfying. God, world. <laughs> That's all I'm saying right there. Okay. So send us an answer to your question. To that question. If you were isolated for 14 days, would you be happy with your own company? Because I think I could do it without much of a problem. Miss Lubbynator over here can't do it. 
despite the fact that she grew up with the rotary phone, she can't figure out without the internet. And the internets don't count because you're connected to the world. You're by very definition not isolated. I think it meant physically isolated. No, this is the modern world. This is not, you can't have it both ways. If you asked it in the 70s, it'd be without a telephone. You don't even get a mailman, which is nice because you won't get any bills or, or, or campaign ads. Yeah. No contact with the outside world? No. This is isolated. Fuck that. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, we marked as explicit. <laughs> okay. Say, <laughs> she can't do 14. But see, because I'm happy with my own company. I'm content in my own mind, my own thing. I don't need. And also, I know there's an end. It's not like I'm. Oh, it's not like I gotta spend the rest of my life about myself on a deserted island. Yeah, I'm well <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't need any of that. Two weeks would be fine. That's just man. That's a vacation. What the hell are you talking about? It's not. It's not a punishment. Vacation. I'd never get out of my pajamas, though. Yeah, I'm isolated. Who's wearing pajamas? (laughs) 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 Just say it. What do you want? I I do what I want because you're isolated. No one's going to know. No one's going to care but me. Yeah. As long as I have enough Dr. Pepper, that's all that really matters. Got to stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Form like a fish with that stuff. Okay, so what else we got tonight? We've got, oops, that's the wrong window. Oh, my Lord. Excuse me. Weren't we going to discuss friendships? Yes, we were, but I was trying to not express gas loudly in a way that would be embarrassing. Thank you for noticing. You're welcome. <laughs> now I have to explain why it was taking a long time. To sure, sure. Rather than just fill some time, you throw me a question. I right just I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, well, I you know. don't have to answer it right away. You can answer it in a second. God. No, no, because I was already quiet. So it's my fault no, once again. Really. I'm just actually filling time now just because it's fun. It's that kind of a night. It's that kind of a night. <laughs> so what we've got here on the board, we say it's got how have friendships changed in the modern world? Now, this came up because I was watching. Well, we already covered one. You don't get to slam the phone down. Oh, this is true. I was watching, I only got to catch part of it, and so I didn't get to see the whole TED talk about how in the modern world, social media, the claim was, and I didn't get to hear the whole explanation, So, which is why it's actually kind of a good thing. I don't have a solid concept in my head, is that social media has actually brought us more disconnected. Made us more disconnected. Yeah. Now, I personally have, I think people, a lot of people like to blame social media for a lot of crap. 
and that's not really social media's fault. It's just some way to blame something other than them. And so it's, it's social media's fault. It's like it was rock music's fault. It was TV's fault. It was, it was them. The books. You go books. back for yeah. You go back for it. It's those damn books. Did you have those damn books? Did do something do useful. Do something useful. Yeah. 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 It, and now books are like revered and stuff, even though they're kind of the slowest, least least efficient way to trans transmit any information. Now we all go back to books. I like the weight in my hand and yeah. turning the page. There's nothing wrong. Well, what's interesting, if you actually want to, we'll get back to the friendship question. Um, I was listening to uh, another TED Talk, and uh, one of the handful of comedians I like, and I forget her name. She's this, she's this woman. She's 30-something. She looks 16. Uh, Meal, Christina Meal. Uh, I'm going to butcher her name. So anyway. Okay. But she was giving a talk about dyslexia in comedy. And she's dyslexic. And she talked about how she... She didn't learn in anything in school. She learned how to survive school. She got A's, B's, and A's, but she learned how to survive school instead of actually learning. She could barely read, but she could. But she learned how to. She could write, which is weird. But she. But it was a mess. It was grammatically a mess, and so she chose some open school when she went to college. She got accepted to her first choice of college, which was some open education school. But because she could write persuasively right it was yes. a grammatically a mess it's kind of like the way i write <laughs> where it's grammatically you write how you think or talk not how you write you're how you talk yes yeah and so she could write an 18 you know page essay and be very persuasive and they kind of overlook the fact that she can't spell and she doesn't know what a participle is and, and so she was able to kind of chunk her way through until that's fantastic. And then there was another one. A guy was but talking. But what a struggle. Yeah. And then there was another guy who was talking about he's creating some programs for dyslexic kids about teaching. He's dyslexic. And so, you know, a lot of the highest entrepreneurs, Elon Musk, a lot of these guys are actually dyslexic. Uh-huh. A, lot, a lot of the, the highest well, it's because they view the world differently. It's almost like they actually explained it. He says, and I, I, I don't remember exactly how he explained it. There's these transmitter things. He's called them like light poles. So think of them like light poles. And in a severely autistic person, an autistic person, some of these light poles are very close together. He said in someone who has dyslexia, he says these light poles are far, really far apart. Okay. Uh-huh. And so you end up with two vast, you know, sometimes it can appear to be the same thing, but they're two vastly different patterns. And a normal person's is like this, you know, half in the middle, it's somewhere in the middle. And so you get these two vast differences, but you're talking 25%, 20, 25% of people in the United States have dyslexia, have some form. Some form. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. And then you talk about how 19% of adults in the United States have anxiety disorders. And that's going to jump in the, from this last year. That's going to bounce up. I think, I think we said a third will have an anxiety issue at some point in their life, an actual severe one, their yes. clinical anxiety. I'm not just, I got nervous because my boss called me into the office. 
because I screwed up. That's not the same thing. No. <laughs> That's just because you screwed up and your boss is calling you to the office. No, it's a full-on body panic attack. Yeah, that's it's your body's in fight or fight fight or flight mode, and your mind is going, "Why?" It is that's how I experience it. Is my body goes into fight or flight mode, and my mind is going, "I ordered a cheeseburger. What's wrong with you?" But the body doesn't care. The body's decided that you're in mortal danger, and <laughs> and your mind will eventually follow. Is, my honey. is the problem. My honey. Oh, I'm, I'm, don't, my honey, me. There's people who have it much worse. I've managed, I've learned to manage it, so I don't I complain about it anymore. No, you, you, you rarely talk about it. Well, I, I mean, in this kind of format, I should talk about it more because to give people who are experiencing it a sense that you can deal with it every day without it becoming an everyday struggle. I don't struggle with it much every anymore. It's still with me every day. It never goes away. It's like having a pet. You know, it's it's always just kind of the, at your heels. the dragon. You got to pet the dragon on the head. It. Yeah, you give it the attention it deserves, and it stays and it kind of more or less behaves itself. And, you know, it's you know occasionally it'll it'll eat your shoes, but eh, you know you, you go get new shoes. You've learned to deal with it. You just you keep it from you know, destroying your whole house like it used to to destroy your whole life. And so that's why discussing mental health and, you know, maybe part of our mental health crisis is friendships are changing. I don't think it's the fault of social media. I think that's too easy of an answer. Well, I think in this pandemic, the social media is being quite the lifeline for quite, for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, where would we be without it? I mean, you'd have FaceTime, but would you have FaceTime without social media? Would it even exist? I don't know. Would enough people get used to talking visually without having kind of internet communications, without having that kind of immediate communications? Because they tried it first. It's not video calling. It's not new. It's been around for a long time. It it's was. Just, it was not that popular. No. It has, it's just still people are still resistant to it. A lot of people don't like miss don't like being on camera. I don't like being on camera. I'll barely do it for my fam for my grandchildren. I'll do it for my grandchildren. I barely like doing it with my own kids. I'd rather talk to them on the phone. So I don't like being on camera. Yeah. So there's a uh you know, but I'm just, I'm old school, I guess. I don't know. New technology <laughs> bugs me. Yeah, but it's, I don't think. But I still, I still use it. I still become familiar with it. I'm not going to, I refuse to be one of those old ladies who won't use anything new. Wait, you were an old lady who wouldn't use anything new not all that long ago. I don't know what you're talking about. I got an iPhone. I'm uh, yeah. just whipping around. You, yeah, you were like the last person on earth to get an iPhone, and only because your other phone died, and you're like, your daughter made you get one, essentially. Well, she gave me her old one. So. She gave me her old iPhone. And so, then you still yeah. didn't even know what an app was, despite the fact that you were using them. I don't use a lot of apps. No, but... But everything on a phone is an app, and you didn't know what an app was. Even your phone, you know, the, to make a phone call, you need to open an app. 
Well, it took me a while to get around it. <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah, I'm just saying. I I can't talk all that much. Well, I didn't I can't say think... I wasn't going to be slow. I said I was. I wasn't going to refuse any new technology. I, I've got this thing here, and it does so much more than I use it for. You know, <laughs> I, I make phone calls, and I send text messages. <laughs> I check Facebook and maybe Twitter on occasion. And and my emails come if I but I don't ever answer it because I hate typing on this thing because my thumbs don't work. But I don't like play games. I don't do any of that stuff on. No, there. I don't play games. Yeah, I use it for navigation. My grandson navigation. plays a game. But that's kind I of. I have it. one for him. So despite the fact that you know my younger days, thirty years ago, I played. Well, I was going to say played in hacker circles. I played just outside of hacker circles. <laughs> you flirted. Yeah, I kept, kept my toe in it. I never quite got in it because I couldn't can't code my way out of a paper bag. But I could, could at the day, you can't do it anymore. It's 30 years ago. Code is completely as yeah, different now. But I could modify code. I could understand it and modify it. I couldn't write it myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now it's all different nowadays. I get I'd be so lost. <laughs> you you need to uncompile it, and then you got to have the right language. Oh no, 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 no! I don't want to mess with all that. I don't. I'm not even interested anymore. It was, I only did it because it was fun. I didn't, we didn't want to do anything. You just wanted to know how to do it so you could theoretically do something. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I could break into the computers in the house. I still know how to do that. Well, yes. You could hack into any computer that's connected to my network. But that's you just say you can follow you just have to follow instructions on the internet. You don't feel like it's hard. Anybody can do it. You just have to know where to go. I couldn't. Yes, you could. They'd literally have step by step instructions. It'd take you all day, but you could do it. Oh, take me all day. Forget Because you that. get your two instructions, then you have to take a rest. And because <laughs> it confuses you. But you could yes, do it. Yes, it would be very stressful. No, they've got step by step instructions. Even you could, even, literally, even you could do it. And they have those simple step by step instructions. For the, for the way stuff is set up in here, the stuff in here is set up to keep people outside from getting in. It's not stuff. It's not set up to keep people inside from act from accessing. It's set up for easy access. Yes. And so that's why you could do it. I could tighten it down, and you would be able to do it. But I, it's set up to keep people outside. It's not set up to keep people because I want to be able to talk to the computers. Well, yeah. To, yeah. I can lock them all down. Mitch has got his locked down, but you know, Mitch is an old hacker, so he knows how to do that. <laughs> little hacksaw, little snot. He used to get his brother's accounts banned because he'd hacked. Because he'd hacked. Uh, um, he'd hacked the game. He put in cheats and stuff, and eventually get caught. And but he'd be using his brother's account, and so his brothers would get banned. Yeah. <laughs>
you know, that's brother friendship right there. That's not friendship. That's that's brothership. That's you know, we were supposed to be here talking about friendship. And <laughs> we're talking about the way brothers treat each other. That's a special kind of love though, because they didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to <laughs> but they didn't <laughs> was, their mother would have been mad so yeah but still they wanted to oh yeah but he did it more than once it was hilarious he got yes the whole... I remember they'd yell at him yeah yeah yes. crazy kid uh, <laughs> so what do we got we're at Oh, we're almost at the halftime. We're supposed to be talking friendship. All right, so we're going to talk about the changing shape of friendship when we get back from our halftime. And so we've got, if you want to contact us, you can send us, uh, send me, contact me at Twitter at JazzRack, or you can send the Lovinator over there, an email at love at latenightlove.us, and we will be back after this short message from ourselves as it turns out and we are back from our short break we thank our sponsor for those opportunities if you would like to talk to us you can send lovey an email i know we just told you but you can send lovey an email at love at late night love.us you can send contact me at twitter at jazzrack or you can go to anchor fm slash late night love i'll get that right one in a minute yeah there we go and i really i know how to direct a tv show i really do go yes, to anchor.fm slash late night love and you can leave us a voice message okay what else we got so when we left we had rambled past our conversation on our friendships changing in the modern world <laughs> do we want to see if we can actually have that as a real conversation or do you want to go I think we covered that. Did we really? I don't think we actually covered I think we went rambling on to talk about dyslexia and, and all that kind of okay. stuff. Okay. All right. If we talked, if we covered it. All right. We talked about Well, I know from my own experience, I mean, I'm very close with my family, but I do chat a lot, but that's just superficial chit chat. That's like you know, the woman at the knitting club or something type thing? Yes. Or at the library or, or you know. Sewing circle. Or, Louise said sewing circles. You gossip, you know. You just, it's 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 just fluff. You know, the people at Cheers. You know, if, if you were the bar set type person, you know, the where everybody knows your name, but it's kind of all kind of superficial, goofy it's stuff. It's all goofy stuff. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I hear you. But, you know, but those are those so that's. It's just changing the nature of how those relationships look. Is it? Uh, it's, they're still superficial. They're relations. still superficial. Um, if I worked, then those would be superficial relationships at work. Yeah, because very few work relationships last past work. You know, customers. I, I would have interface with customers. Those are superficial. 
you know, most of them are. Yeah, yeah, and to hold that thought for a second, our question for the day was, if you're isolated for 14 days, would you be happy with your own company? And send us a message by one of the ways you can contact us, and we'll talk about it next week. So, so friendships, they're not, so they haven't... They haven't changed. You just change the way they kind of appear on the surface. How they appear in the surface. So it's, you know, it's like always. It's fundamentally no different than history always has been. You know, the friend, the way friendships look today are different than they were 30 years ago, which is different than they were 100 years ago. You know, friendships 100, 150, 300 years ago were vastly different. Vastly different. I mean, in a sense, those friendships were like family. Yes, they were. Some of them exchanged vows. Yeah. There were ceremonies and things, yes. So, Medieval I mean, times. Yeah, well, because it was essentially like your second family because they're closer than your real family or your real family is, a, you know, too distant. The Borgias. Yeah, know. or you just don't like them. You don't get along. Or whoever whatever reason and in a sense we've got we're starting i think we're starting to get kind of back to that this extended view of family i think people have this there's this lot of complaint about the nuclear family for some reason you know i they think it's it's kind of bad it well is. it's bad if you exclude it all, all it other visions of families it doesn't have to be man woman two children a dog and, and a and a car and two cars, right? It doesn't have to be that. It can be two parents of whatever gender they feel like being. It can be however many kids they do or don't have or have adopted or or step kids or doesn't matter. The the makeup of the family can be whatever it is. It can be friends. It can be tight friends. And that's no longer but that doesn't exclude the nuclear family it just adds to it it gives more people that same strength that the nuclear family can actually provide because it does provide something it does it yes, provides it a does. stability it's a, it's a pillar a pillar not just of your family a pillar of community because you know nuclear families they stay in place for long long periods of time that's roots in the community and and so those kind of friendships, they extend far, far beyond the strength of those friendship bonds. They extend far beyond just your, your personal lives. And so the danger, I think, of, if there is a danger of the way friendships exist now, is that they're too far. And so those bonds are no longer in your local community. Your community is now extended across the world. And so those strings... Well, maybe strong, but it's not down the street. It's not across town, even. It's across the country, and so or other countries. Yeah, and so while individually those friendships may be just as strong, just as nurturing, do we lose something in a greater community because we're no longer sitting down with the people in our town, you know, having those discussions? You know, maybe that's part of the reason we're so divided is because we don't have to sit down and get along with Mrs. Brown, who's a little off, 
we don't have to do that anymore. We can just exclude her from our group because it's easy. You know, you don't have to be nice. You can just not think of her. Yes, there is that. You can just not talk to people. Yeah, it's very easy not to. And it's hard to do it when the person's your neighbor, even though we don't talk to our neighbor because of... But we're no longer animus. There's no longer animosity. We just don't do it. When she crashed her car into the wall, no one cared about past issues. Are you okay? We didn't give a crap about the wall. Are you okay? The wall was fine, but... Yeah. And she was fine. It was just some bent metal. But it wasn't even bad. It was just a fender. But still, it was, the, we didn't care about anything. Are you okay? Nothing else matters. It's, no, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. It's just it's, Everything can be fixed. Yeah. If it's just the wall, it can be fixed. And the wall just had a mark on it. We didn't even bother to repaint it. It was little, literally that little. <laughs> you can still go see the little black mark on it. But... But that's the thing. It that we don't have to be, even if you don't talk to people here, you still have to get along with them because you live next to them. Stuff's going to happen. You have to care because you're a good, kind, compassionate human being. And maybe we have less practice doing that because our friendships have changed, our circles are smaller. Maybe they're tighter. Maybe they're more, even more fulfilling. Maybe they're smaller. We have less loose friends. Uh. You've got a lot of loose. It's a strange thing, maybe because in social media you got a lot of Facebook friends, right? They're friends. You talk, you talk to them, but you don't know really know anything about them, right? And then you know, but in the old days you had a loose friends. You knew stuff about them. You knew if they had children you knew if someone was sick you probably knew where they went to school because they lived around the corner you see them all the time you have to wait and so we've you know maybe we lose some of that yes we do that face we, we've lost some of the the we've lost the face to face yeah but i think we have become tighter because we can because we can stay in contact more. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a phase. You know, there's an adjustment period. Cultural adjustment. Cultural adjustment. You know, it's swing. We're, you know, the United States have its tendency to swing a pendulum. We go back and forth. And so, you know, maybe we swung too far one way and we're going to swing back a little bit and find some balance. Maybe become unbalanced. Maybe that's a better way to think of it. It's not that it's good or bad. It's just a little unbalanced. And we need to uh, kind of find some. Yeah. A little more mindfulness. A little more care about those we see on a daily basis. Not just those we talk to on the internet. Something to think about. Okay. So we've got what? Well, 20 minutes. Less, a little less than 20 minutes. What you got over there? Well, I have a I have a relationship rules that we can discuss. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm someone. Please save me! No, no one's there to save me. I live for this. Yeah, I know. We got to start doing these on weeknight, weekday nights. 
Okay, ready? Yeah. Try I'm just kidding. The <laughs> first relationship rule. Well, this one, we, we didn't quite, Ooh. we reviewed this in our production meeting. Uh -huh. We didn't quite understand this one. Try your best to love your partner unconditionally, even if it seems hard not to be selfish. If you're selfish, how can you love unconditionally? Well, you have to be. Selfishness is inherent in every human being. You always get to the point self-preservation always comes kicks in, right? So there's always a point. You cannot completely drop selfishness because that's how you get lost in a crappy relationship. So you have to be careful. You yes. Can, you know, unconditional love is one thing, but stupidity is another. You know, it's that unconditional love isn't un actually technically unconditional. It, it comes with the condition that you give give that back. We talk about unconditional love. It's not unconditional. It comes with a single condition. That you give it back. Now, doesn't mean you're always successful every day. It's not a daily. It's not a. You know, it's not something you take score with. It's some, it's, we talk a lot about relationship effort, but that's relationship effort. You know, sometimes you have to put more effort than the other person in a relationship for lots of reasons, but you have to be able to believe that if that shoes are on the other foot, the shoes will be on the other the foot. The shoe will be on the other foot. Yes. It's because if you can't trust that, then you've got a real problem. Because eventually that shoe's going to be on the other foot. Well, I ask you give so much. I I ask myself, am I, am I? I look in the mirror. Am I giving as much as I'm getting? Well, that's not you actually know? that's not actually the question to ask. If if I, and I don't want to be sound I, so harsh. I, I don't want to sound so harsh. I would consider thinking of a different way to ask that question. Am I giving the best effort that I can? Well, yes. So that's, I think, the better way to ask the question. Okay. Because if you're if you're giving enough, that's actually not really your decision. That's the other person's decision. So all you can actually do is manage your effort. It's all you can do. You can, can do I give as much effort as I have on that particular day? Okay, am I, am you're, I, you're right. You're right. But that, that was but that's a, philosophical mindset thing, and it's you know that's a lot of work to get to. And I spent you know what fifteen years in therapy now, learning how to think like this. So I don't want anybody to pretend this is easy. No one, no one, no one to think that trying to get here, trying to think like, trying to have a a continual mindfulness mindset, which is what I really try to do uh, on a constant basis. It's it's hard to get to that practice, and I drop other things. I lose. There's a cost to that. It's not free. There's nothing free in life. I may have gone too far. There's, you know, I don't know until you know. Don't know until you know. I may be too mindful. There's, you know, there's a possibility there. I like to think that I walk the tightrope fairly well, but I. How do you know? <laughs>
<laughs> How do you know until next year, right? You don't know. Right, 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 right. You don't know. You just try to do the best you can. And that's what I try to do. And I try and I try to think about it. Am I being overly mindful? You know, it's like overly worrying. You can actually overly worry about something. You can overthink things. Yes. You know, it's just as dangerous as underthinking something. Paralysis by analysis is real. And you can do the same thing to yourself. I've been there. I've done that. Which is why I know to be careful about it. <laughs> I've been in that rabbit hole more than once. <laughs> so it's easy to fall into. It just is. You catch you on a bad, you're having a tough week for whatever reason. You got two or three things line up just right and your head goes down into the rabbit hole. And you know, 10 days later, you wrote, how in the hell did I get here? Oh, man. And then you've got this whole big, you know, holes. you got to go find your way up back out of. But it is what it is. It's the life of humans. The life of, you know, I don't know how other people live, so I just assume everybody has similar experience. They may manifest itself differently. But I assume everybody has similar things. I mean, I'm sure there's people who are vastly different, but everybody has their challenges. No one gets through this life without scars, emotional scars. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen because we're emotional human beings. So there's my answer to that. That's a long bloviating answer. Yes. But, yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't even think I actually answered the question, too. About to be honest. Yes, you did. Could I move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, no, no. sometimes I forget what answer, what question I'm answering. I just start talking and, and kind of lecturing and, and about something else. <laughs> I thought I actually stayed on topic that time. I was pretty good. Well, I have a sex question. Uh-oh. Well, it's a, it's a rule. Well, it's after midnight, so it's okay. Okay. It says make love regularly, but never a lot time for it. Schedule a time for sex makes it a chore, and that can start to become a bore. Did we talk about this on like a daily dose or something like that? That was a long time ago. Well, yeah, we actually agree. You want to schedule time that allows for it to happen if it happens. You don't want to schedule sex itself. You want to leave time for it. Right? That's, that's, I think. Well, you leave time for, to spend time together, and then if it happens, it happens. Yes, I don't, but and some of these rules are for younger it, people. I think it's that expectation. Yes, it becomes a task. It becomes a chore. <coughs> We've got three kids, and so now someone's expecting you to, to be in the mood. You need a drink? No, I'm good. And then someone's expecting you to be in the mood. And you're not in the mood. You're stressed from work. You're stressed from the kids. It doesn't matter. It, it works both ways. I think a lot of the times we, women are more vocal with their complaints, but men have the same ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Stress? Yeah. You get stressed. You're tired. You've worked all day. It's been loud. You, your hands kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, especially for you know those who have physical jobs, they can be tired, just physically tired. Not necessarily stressed, just physically tired. You're exhausted. Your hands hurt. Your arms hurt. And you get your mind says yes, but your body says sorry. It's not happening. I'm not in the mood. You're gonna have to do more to get you know, which is which is sad because as a man, when you get that. And you don't get that until you're 25. So, you know, before 25, men will do, yeah, you know, anything. It can get them to be ready for it. They don't complain about it before 25. So, so a simple little outfit. You don't even need an outfit. You just don't need anything. You, just, you could be wearing a moo. It's not going to make a difference. <laughs> 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 Especially if they like you. <laughs> if they don't like you, you may have to actually wear something cute. This is true. But they still will. Yeah, they'll do it anyway. It's, it's genetics, man, or something. You can be you can be taught out of that mindset. This is true, but it always exists. You can be taught. No, that's fucked up, and not and you don't respond to it. Until you don't respond to your instincts, you, you can teach boys that. But you still have that. The, the instinct doesn't go away. You just learn to respond to it properly. Well, you know, you do have to be social. That's, you know, that's why teaching boys to be social is different than teaching girls to be social. It just is. Boys have a different mindset. It's that hunter mindset versus the gatherer mindset. Now, it's not universal, but. You know, some are, we're speaking generalities. Generalities, and some are more. You know, some are stronger hunters. You know, have more hunter perspective than others, but it's no different. You know, the humanity exists on the rainbow, and anybody can anybody from any thing can fall anywhere on the rainbow. So you know, it's just your chances of falling in the rainbow or on one section of the rainbow are greater than another. They just simply are. It doesn't mean I can't look at somebody tells you absolutely nothing about where they are in the rainbow, though. Just, well, no. <laughs> just look at it. It tells you nothing. <laughs> you can you can guess. You know, if you're a betting man, you you could make some bets, and you might, you know. But you know, I'm not a betting person. I wouldn't bet any money on anything because we're terrible at stereotyping. We we try the stereotyping game. We're awful at it. Who? You and me. You, oh, God. We don't even we're, try. We're wrong all the time. When we do play the stereotyping game, we're always wrong. We're never even close. So, anyway. Well, because in real life, it doesn't work. That's the whole point of the stereotype game, is to you should play it in real life, and it doesn't work in real life. You can sit here and you can talk generalities like we are now, and it kind of works, because everybody can kind of at least feel part of it but you try and put that out you grab a random person off the thing you try and imprint that generalities on them it's never gonna hit it's like the mythical average child it doesn't work doesn't uh, yeah the mythical average child literally doesn't exist yes it's just yeah and so when we talk averages and generic here it doesn't actually apply to any single individual it can't it's not possible right you know, you hope that we find 
common ground in as many spaces as we can. And we try to talk gently and soft enough that even if you are vastly different than how we are talking, you can at least understand where we're coming from. Or, you know, we still talk to you. You just... We should actually have someone. That's what I should do. I know some transgendered people. I should ask them about transgender dating. We should have someone on. Yeah. We're bisexual, but we can't actually answer the question about transgender. That's a whole different... That's a whole different... That's a whole different thing. I'll have to to reach out. I know a couple people. Anyway, that'd be an interesting question to have. I'll have to reach out to a couple people. That's... What do we got? Oh, we got three minutes. So what do we got for three minutes? Hey, wait. We have we have something perfect for three minutes. Okay. Where where's it go? Where'd it go? Where'd my thing? Oh, that's because that's the wrong button. It uh do you think women look better with or without makeup? I guess technically that's a question for do me. I think is that for you or for me? Technically that's a daily dose question for you. For me. For you. Yes. I would okay. suspect because well, well, you're bi, I suppose you can answer the question. As well, as well why wouldn't I have an opinion even if I were straight? This is true. All right. Okay, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Properly chastised. Okay. But I think technically when I wrote that, I was thinking about the writing it for the our daily doses. And so I was, yes. Yeah. But it hadn't actually occurred to me until just now that, wait, you could answer the question just as effectively as I can. Yes. And I think about love and relationships when I talk about these things. And that's why I went that way. But if you all must have the answer why I was thinking that. Because I just tell everybody what's in my head. It's what I do. It's what you do. Okay. So, so do women, so do you think women look better with or without makeup? Well, this is a tough one. I, I like the natural look, but I also know that I, I believe makeup is just to augment a little bit, just to, that's it. You know, I, I, that's all I use is, you know, some mascara and some blush. Okay, so here's my little bit of blush, but um, but there's nothing wrong with going around no makeup. That I like the no makeup look too. Well, I, I think here's the thing on an occasion to kind of put dolled up to go out and do a special thing, women can look great with all with, with makeup. I don't know how much each woman needs for makeup is vastly different. How much they think they need, how much they actually need, depending upon what they're doing. But when you kind of get all dolled up to do an event and you put on makeup, that's great. But I don't want to see in that much makeup every day. Oh, really? Not you, because you don't do that. I but, don't do that. No. <laughs> that's but, why we get along so well. Yeah, because I don't expect that. Well, I'm not high maintenance. That's that's the high maintenance, man. Nah. Yeah, but it's that's no, right. I'm the more natural, great. natural look. Yeah, well, then right, it looks natural. A lot of, but you know, sometimes it can. That's what I mean. I don't want to augment. I don't want to see somebody who looks like they put makeup on with a paintbrush or a paint roller. You know, like they did back in the in the in the, what the late nineties or whatever the hell it was. 
It's, it's, they look like clowns. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a whole lot of them. And it wasn't like the edgy people. It was like normal people. It's like, how much makeup y'all use? I can understand one person, maybe they got some skin issues and they're trying to cover it up and I, and I can get that and, and I'm cool. So that's why I don't judge it at all because I've known some people who've had skin issues and they use makeup to cover it yes. up. And so it's fine. And so I don't judge anybody because I always assume that maybe that's what they're doing and I'm not going to go there. Right. Right. But as a rule of thumb, I, that's good for a special occasion. But as a rule of thumb, I okay. I don't notice the difference between no makeup and a little bit of makeup. So I probably do notice the difference. I just don't register the difference. But that's, yeah. I can't, I don't think that's, I don't think I'm normal on that aspect. So. You barely notice what I'm wearing. I barely notice what I'm wearing. So, you know, it's. <laughs> that's just not your focus. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm not a clothes horse and going, how do you like my outfit today, hon? Oh, God. Spent hours getting ready. We wouldn't have survived. There's we, no way. We wouldn't have made it. <laughs> no, I couldn't have dealt with that every day. What are you talking about? See, that's high maintenance. That's a lot of money, too. What the heck? Not money, nothing. That's just a lot of. That's a lot of what. It's a lot I of effort. Need, I don't know, man. And I need feedback. And we need all kinds of stuff. All right, so that's just about it today. So the question is, if you want to send us an answer to this question, if you were isolated for fourteen days, would you be happy with your own company? Send us your responses to. You can send your responses to. You can hit me up at Twitter at Jazzrack, or you can hit Lobby up there over at Love at Late Night Love.us. You can go to anchor.fm slash late night love to leave us a voice message or contact us always on your social media platforms. That's a mouthful. I've got to figure out how to shorten that down. That's good lord. I'm just saying. I've got to rewrite that. That's a a lot of contact. That's a that's boring. I wouldn't even want to listen to all that. So, anyway, thank you guys for spending your time with us. Uh, we'll, we'll see you probably sooner than next week. We're trying to figure out other days to do these days. Yeah. So, we hopefully, we'll see you in the next uh, few days. Hopefully, by next week, we get our newsletter thing working. That would be nice. So, we can announce that next week, hopefully. Okay. So, it's a pre-announcement announcement. Don't tell anybody. And we are out of here. And thank you for just for watching, for listening. Thanks for listening. And please remember to love everybody.